it again? Let's just do it. Go with the flow. It's all good. Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is another episode of Red Vest Radio. My name is Andrew Gladu. My name is Hannah Sneeringer. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Spotify's impact on the music industry. But before that, just a little bit about us. Um, <clears throat> I have been involved in the music industry for... Uh, quite a few years now. I've played in uh, multiple different bands, the latest of which being Crawling Manifest, a melodic death metal band out of Caroline County. Um, <clears throat> we are about to release a new album. Make sure you check that out. You're gonna love it. Trust me. Uh, past that, I am uh, graduating this spring from Full Sail University with a bachelor's degree in music business and starting this coming fall in my master's in the same subject. On a completely other side of the spectrum, my experience in the music industry has been through working with Andrew, both with Red Vest Promotions and acting at times as a roadie for Crawling Manifest. However, I do have experience in social media marketing through a blog that I am a part of called The Catholic Geeks. Alright, but past that, we have a great show planned for you to get for you guys tonight. Lots of great music from wonderful uh, independent and unsigned artists. We're going to get right to that, and in a few moments we will be getting on to the good stuff, which being how Spotify and other streaming services are affecting your band's sales revenue and how or what you can do to push back on that. Make sure you stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. Share. 
like I was saying earlier, the big thing that we want to talk about today is the impact that Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Music, all that stuff has had on the music industry that we know of today. It does have quite an impact. Everyone listening to music goes through Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music. I mean, people even use YouTube. And, you know, I don't want to um, act like I'm bashing those streaming services at all throughout uh, any part of this talk, because We're I use all of it. <laughs> Same. We I... go through Spotify for things. We go through Pandora to get the radio stations. Apple Music is great for those using Macs, iPads, especially iPhone users. I mean, I pay for premiums on almost all of them. Which, and, I mean, isn't great for my wallet, but it's great for my music. So, <laughs> it's great for the artists, which is really where we're trying to hit right now. That's where I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, streaming services, as great as they are for the consumer, are not the greatest thing for the artists themselves. Um, in fact, one of the latest estimates from Spotify as a company is that, on average, their mechanical royalties are about two hundredths of a cent per stream. Zero point zero two. What is that? Twenty dollars per thousand? Ish. And that's where the real issue is. Uh, and the pro the real problem is in the past, um, Spotify in particular, I feel like I'm really throwing them under the bus, but I'm really not trying to. Uh, they've gone through quite a few lawsuits themselves because they uh, refused to pay some of those mechanical royalties to some of the artists. And the artists got fed up and pushed back. As artists, you guys put out so much. You guys put time, blood, sweat, tears, oftentimes literally into the product that you create, into your art. I mean, I know personally, as an artist, I was, you know, over the moon when I got my first early check from Spotify. And it was only three dollars. Three dollars. I was ecstatic. I mean, the first time I got a royalty check, there was nothing else that I had uh, really pointed to my success as a musician. Until I got that three dollar check. I mean, sure, the crowds of shows, whether it be a bar or coffee shop, or even a larger venue, working with another artist, opening for them, touring with them, what have you. That's great. But the real satisfaction comes from knowing that people listen to your music in between those shows, that there are those real dedicated fans who wait for those singles, wait for those albums, and download them as soon as they And that's why it was such a big deal when Spotify got hit with these ones, because they weren't paying those cents for some of these independent artists. And, you know, one of the claims that they had was that they didn't have a wide enough grasp of the so what you're saying then is that they're not keeping track of their artists? Uh, they weren't. And, you know, this article itself is a, um, a year or two old. They have corrected a lot of these things since then. Uh, but the big thing was, and what made it really laughable when this article first came out, was that Spotify, as a music database, said that they didn't have a wide enough database to keep track of the artists so that they could pay them their mechanical royalties. <laughs> if you can't keep track of your <laughs> artists, how are your artists going to be able to put music out? You can't have artists putting music out that you don't have a record of. Exactly. But, again, I'm not bashing Spotify. 
now I'm really throwing their name out a lot here. Um, that's I, the name I that we have on the articles. That's the name that Forbes was using, the article that we were referencing that talked about the lawsuits um, and other articles that we've been looking into, other research that we've been doing. And, you know, Spot, uh, like I said before, Spotify has been doing a lot of things to this stuff. They really have become a much more user-friendly site for the artists themselves, um, as well as affiliating themselves with different uh, independent distribution companies, such as CD Baby and Discord, which is all that stuff, which makes it really easy for artists to get their stuff on there so that they can continue making music and, you know, even make the little money they can off of that from from screaming. You want that recognition, and no matter how big or how little those royalty checks are, like Andrew said, receiving this as an artist, that's going to feel good. It always does. You're going to know that you're go that you're being recognized, even if you're just getting those three dollars. You it's have fans amazing. out there. And you know the. Speaking of um, having fans out there, the other big thing right now is um, another article I was reading from Thrive Global that said the increase in quantity of tracks and streaming uh, leads to the oversaturation of the market, which in turn drives down sales from inside independent artists. According to this article, and I know I definitely think that this is true, the last Fruitful Youth music was 1999. Think and about it, that's almost 20 years ago. It's almost 20 years ago. Coincidentally, that's when Napster came out. The first music streaming exactly. service. Uh, one of the first, but the first one that really took off. And, you know, that, that is a really big thing. 1999 is really the birth of uh, different music streaming services. A lot of it was really which was a big deal, but um, and it really did define what streaming is today, and, you know, I love streaming, streaming is great. From an artist standpoint, it's not really a lucrative market, but it can be. It absolutely can be. Just all about how you go about it, how you market it, how you find those fans, and how you connect with the fans that you already have, and how you get in touch with those new fans that you want to bring on. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to get into some of the topics of how you as an artist can uh, market yourself better through streaming services so that you can start bringing in those paychecks. But first, we have some more music for you. You definitely want to check this one out. Places that you are afraid to go I live 
and we are back. And as promised, we are going to talk about uh, not only negative things today, like we did with the you know last night's first we segment, but uh, now we're going to talk about you know how you as an artist can actually market yourself through this these streaming services and actually start to see some of that revenue coming in, some of that sweet sweet cash. Because let's be real, without that marketing, we're and really, I mean, you can be the greatest artist in the world without you know, that little bit of push that you get from marketing, without actually making sure that people are seeing you being out there. You're only going to be that local musician. But I'm not saying that to be a joke, I'm just saying that as someone who's been there. Uh, yeah, you're talking from experience. I've played in more bands than I can count, and only one of them has actually received even just a small amount of information. That's because we've marketed ourselves. We've utilized resources that we've had, and we've pushed beyond what we thought we were capable of, so that we were able to actually reach the we now have. Facebook ads are only going to take you online. Exactly. And you know, a lot of the things that we're about to talk about, we found off of a website called SonicBids.com. That's personally one of my favorite websites when it comes to. Uh, different aspects of the music industry and how to navigate all of that and um, what this article was about was it's entitled six easy steps on how to have success in streaming and some of the things that I found uh, were the best you know, little tips and tricks that I found on this article were um, really no-brainers but they were no-brainers that my brain didn't think about so it's one of those things that I'd like to talk about. Whose brain thinks about no-brainers? Exactly. <laughs> the first thing that I saw on this list that I found really interesting was following artists that you consider your influences in your music uh, so that you show up in those people's suggested artists. Similar artists, if you're, if you're similar to someone else, if you're similar to one of your influences, one of the greats, as it were, Someone follows one of those greats on Spotify, we'll see you popping up as an ad. And once they see you pop up as one of those ads, they will go to your page, they'll play your song, and boom! That's another 200th of a cent, guys! It's awesome! But, you know, that being said, I know I'm joking about it, but, you know, those things build up. Uh, the more people that you follow like that, the more times that you get suggested to somebody else, the more times that those people who you get suggested to go to your page, and that is more streams for you. And from there, those people who click on your page because you come up with their suggested streams put you in their playlists. And how many people do you know share pl that share playlists on Spotify? So the better question, how many people do you know that don't share <laughs> And you know, the second second and third things on here were really no-brainers to me, but again, no-brainers that my brain said no on. Um, sharing your channel on social media. You know, I know everyone and their brother has their uh, has their band that they're promoting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And you might have the occasional like video recorded on a cell phone if you guys are recording. Or you might have a link to your YouTube. Link your Spotify. Yeah, linking your Spotify is an easy way for the fans that you have already accumulated through social media to really monetize what you already have. If you're, if if you have a hundred different uh, 
Facebook followers that you link to your Spotify account, they all go over there. They listen to one song. 100 people. 100 streams. Come on, guys. It's easy. And it's, Over half of them are going to click that follow link. Once they hit that follow link, everything that you put up there, they're going to get alerted to, and boom, you have guaranteed streams, guys. That is how this stuff works. And really, the third... The, other no-brainer on here was adding a follow, a Spotify follow button on your website. Again, no-brainer, but it's one of those things that people don't really think about. Everyone thinks to link their iTunes, everyone thinks to link their Google Play. Spotify? That's not one of the major ones. iTunes links to Apple, Google Play links to Android. Everyone's got those on their phones, just automatically. Spotify people have to download. But guess what, guys? Everyone does it. So, it's one of those things, one of those easy things that can get you 1, 2, 10, 100 more followers on your Spotify. It's an easy way to boost your visibility, easy way to boost the number of streams that you have. And the more times your song is streamed, again, the more money you have in your wallet. And honestly, when you guys do that, and you guys go to check your metrics, you'd be surprised at where you guys have fans. That's a bigger thing. Track your metrics. Make sure that you are actually following up on who your fans are, where your fans are, know where you need to market to, what's your most popular song, what's your least popular song, what do you need to market for, what can you pull back on a little bit. And if you have to market in your local hometown more, market in your local hometown more. If you have to market in France more, market in France more, <laughs> Just, the more you track your matrix, the metrics, Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix is a movie. We're not oh tracking the God. Matrix. Oh, the more you track your metrics, the more you'll know about your fans, and the more you know where your opportunities are, where your strengths are. And the better you know your fans, the better you'll be able to do it to them. That's all that I have to say on that matter. Do you have anything else to add? I really don't. I mean, the next thing we're going to talk about is more marketing strategies. So I think it's time for some more music. I'm cool with that.
thank you all again for tuning in to the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we would like to take one moment to talk about uh, what we do here at Promotion. We are a marketing company. While we're newer to the scene, we do have a decent following, and like we said at the beginning of the show, we do have the experience necessary to bring you guys, the bands, to the fans. You know, a lot of what we do is um, working with bands to determine what best suits their needs when it comes to social media management, uh, different marketing strategies that uh, we can utilize for them, or different things that they can do themselves. Um, Every artist that we work with, we work with on an individual We don't have set packages. We have those as a framework, but everyone that we work with, we work at the level you're at. We meet you where you are. Exactly. And, you know, as someone who has been in the music scene for a long time, I feel that it's really important to uh, meet with bands on their own, not, not uh, pushing them around and you know, acting like every other shady promoter or shady record label that's being run out of uh, some dude's bedroom. Sorry guys, we don't work like that. And I'll be perfectly honest, and I will be completely straightforward with you guys. This marketing company, I am running out of my bedroom. But I'm going to tell you that, because I want you to know that what you're signing up for is a grassroots business. This is something that I started myself. This is something that is my baby and something that I want to grow into something that not only helps myself, but helps the bands that I work with, helps the scene that I'm a part of, uh, so that we can really build up this scene together to make it something that we're all about. I have never seen anything more fulfilling working in music. Working in music is something that I've wanted to do since I was a child. I've never seen anything more fulfilling working in music than working with and for Redhouse Promotions. And you know, this radio station is really is a medium for us to uh, communicate some of the things we do, but also a medium for us to uh, put some new ba- some newer bands out there, bands that haven't really been able to break through any of the real crowd that's in the music these days, uh, we want to give them a little bit more of a voice, and that's really what this is. And so if you would like to hear your band or a friend's band or your grandmother's band on this show, send us an email with a link to their music. Redvestpromotions at gmail.com is the address you want to send that to. And if you or your band or your friend's band or your grandma's band are interested in what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) If you guys are interested in what we were talking about earlier when it comes to our social media management and all of that, feel free to send us an email about that as well. Um, My email is andrew at redvestpromotions.com. Mine is Hannah at redvestpromotions.com. We will be happy to answer any questions that you have. We'll be happy to go over different things that we can do for you. See if you are, see if we are the right fit for you. That's honestly what's really important. We want to work with you guys. We want to get your names out there. We want to get your music, your music out there. But we need to be the right fit for you. And that's really what it comes down to. We have one more band for you tonight. This is one of our clients. Their name is A Year Too Late. They are from Mechanicsville, Maryland. Great band, part of the pop punk uh, scene. Check them out on Spotify. And 
thank you again for tuning in. This was Red Fest Radio, and we will see you next time. Surprise the fun.